This podcast of the Model Health Show is presented to you by Sean Stevenson with Rare Gym Productions. For more information, visit the SeanStevensonModel.com. Welcome to the Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson here with my beautiful co-host and producer Jade Harrell. What's up, Jade? What's up, Sean? How you doing today? Sue Prumble. <laughs> I'm what is super that? humbled today. What I am that? super humbled today by mm. our guest that we have. Yes, yes. yes. Awesome. Mm-hmm. We have a guest in studio today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely and amazing. He's awesome. Amazing human being. Yes. And he's uh, like what was, walking peace. Walking peace. Yes. Powerful statement. I do. And we're going to talk about, you know, for our show, you know, talking about the Model Health Show. Oftentimes, we are sharing incredible insights about how to work out, mm-hmm. how to up your nutrition game. Yes. But we also need to understand that we need to work in because mm-hmm. your internal environment, you know, your internal health, your inner game is what's really going to determine your position in life mm-hmm. and whether or not you're going to apply the things that you learn for the outer world. That's you right. know, so we've got to have strategies for that. Mm-hmm. And this individual is going to bring some great insights and to, to help us to kind of dive into that world and walk away transformed, yep. you know? So that's what I'm looking forward to. Yes. Transformation day, baby. That's right. Turn but up first, the volume. Let's give a great shout out, a big shout out to our show sponsor, onit.com. Shout out. Head over to <laughs> onnit.com forward slash model mm-hmm. for 10% off all your health and human performance supplements. We're huge fans of the Hemp Force Protein. That's where I get all mine. Choco Maca. That's me. Right? The mm-hmm. chocolate and the maca, the adaptogens and the <laughs> incredible... Things found in the chocolate, the anandamide, a.k.a. the bliss chemical. Mm-hmm. That's in chocolate, baby. The chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> We've got tryptophan, mm-hmm. right? Precursor to serotonin. Makes you feel good. This is why people are drawn to chocolate. But make sure you get the good stuff. That's right. Not the stuff that's been fried, <laughs> dyed, up, dried. Tryptophan. Right, tripped yeah. up. <laughs> tripped into some sugar, <laughs> right. which is a recreational drug back mm-hmm. in the day. Mm-hmm. Still so, is. You know, it's still popular today. They've also got the vanilla acai, which is my favorite flavor. Mm-hmm. But the reason that we enjoy it, not the fact that it tastes great. It does. Which, that's a nice parenthesis. But the fact that it's the most bioavailable protein for the human body. Mm-hmm. Right? High in edestin and albumin which are two soft globular proteins. So very, very digestible. Mm -hmm. They're water-soluble, and you're made of mostly what? I am water. Be water, my friend. (laughs) Right? So it's very digestible. It feels good in your body. This is why we love that protein. Mm -hmm. So we're huge fans of that. Also, Shroom Tech, mm-hmm. right? Give me shroom my Tech. Let me tell you about Shroom Tech Immune, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. So my son at his school, right, he goes to this awesome Waldorf school where they're like, today I, I was dropped him off. He's three years old. He's like, we're making bread today. He can make bread. I can't <laughs> right, make bread. Right. You know, I'm not a big fan of bread, but uh-huh. to see but this the baby act, can make some bread. Right? Yes. Little kids are like knitting stuff, making socks. Mm-hmm. I can barely take care of myself when I compare <laughs> myself to what these kids are learning. You know, that's why we need that. dude. But they just sent out an email because there's this pretty tough virus mm-hmm. going around and um, attached to some, you know, some ugly coughs. Yeah. Right. So it's like sort of like a werewolf virus. Mm-hmm. And right? it's airborne. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so they sent out a notice because even some of the teachers got hit. Oh, wow. But my son, A-OK, right? He hasn't been phased by it. And it's because pretty much every day we're opening up a capsule of that Shroom Tech Immune and putting that into his little Mm -hmm. superfood shake. Mm -hmm. And it's just become a part of his life. And what it is, 300% increase, according to the research, in your NK cells. So these are your natural killer cells. These basically are biological Entities that create weapons against anything you're faced with. Nice. It makes your immune system hyper-intelligent, basically. Cool. So powerful. Mm-hmm. And it's based off of chaga mushroom, okay? 
so much incredible data to back this up. Absolutely wonderful stuff. And has this resonance with the human body because some people might be, is it okay to give it to my kids? Right. This has been given Family to kids friendly. for thousands of mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Cocoa Krispies haven't, <laughs> you know, but we give that to our kids. You understand Freely what I'm saying? Freely and willingly. So there's a Fair huge... seconds. <laughs> and we question these things. We're worried about it. Absolutely. About this is the stuff mm. to give to your kids. Yeah. You know, this is the stuff to put into their bodies, delivered in a way that's fun. So he gets his little smoothie, has his little cup every day. Mm-hmm. And it helps to really fortify their immune system. It's immunomodulator. Okay, so it can help to up the immune system if it needs to or bring it down. That's so right. it has intelligence. So it does, it does. That's check what we use. it out. Mm-hmm. Shroom Tech Immune, powerful stuff to have in your cabinet. So now definitely head over and check out onit.com forward slash model for 10% off your supplements. Let's get into the iTunes review of the week. Another five-star rating, Sean. And this one is really sweet from Judy's 070. Each time I listen to your podcast, I learn and grow. Thank you so much. I have listened to many of the health-oriented podcasters, and yours stands out in quality of material, your interpretations, your kindness, and humility. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That actually, <laughs> that, the end there, you yeah. hit me. Thank you, you so much. That is true. Thank you for acknowledging that in me, mm-hmm. you know, and this is why we do what we do, you know, and hopefully people can pick up that subtle energy that, you know, I really do care. And this isn't just about me. You know, this is about all of us and becoming the best versions of ourselves. They most certainly do pick it up, Sean. Over one million downloads. That's the word. So, it's incredible. It's I mean, like, we can't even fathom that. Right. We can't like even fathom that. Like one million anything. Right. It's just <laughs> <laughs> so powerful. Think of anything. And I just want to thank everybody, yeah. you know, because Much without thanks. you guys listening to the show and, and applying this stuff and sharing it with the people you care about, we couldn't have reached this point. So I just want to give a huge shout out to you. Yeah. And so much gratitude, especially for leaving these reviews over on iTunes, because mm-hmm. it helps to get the word out there. So thank you so much. I love it. Now let's get into our topic of the day and mm-hmm. our special guest. Welcome, our, welcome. Our guest today is the Prince E. He's here in studio, and this individual just really struck me as somebody, and I don't use this word lightly, but an enlightened individual, you know? And he's somebody who is taking a lot of the ancient wisdom, and he's packaging it in a way that's digestible by our people today. And it's not just that this is some airy-fairy thing. The numbers don't lie, you know. And recently he's really just kind of exploded online and uh, he's a huge sensation on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I highly encourage people to go and check out his YouTube channel. It will really help to bring more fulfillment to your life for sure. Absolutely. And he's recently, he's basically, he's like a boy band now going on tour, (laughs) cloud hopping, place to place. You know, he's in high demand. And everybody's going to understand why today. So I'd like to welcome to the Model Health Show, Prince E. What's a up, beautiful man? introduction. Thank you. I'm glad to be here, Sean. Thank you. And Jay, thank you guys for having me. Hey, man, it's my pleasure, man. So I'm really curious, you know, mm-hmm. what got you interested in sharing your message in this capacity? You know, what really hit you and hit your spirit to go from where you were a few years ago to like, I'm going to share this message mm. of personal growth and package mm. it up in this way to share with everybody. What inspired you to do that? Mm. There's been a couple transitions in my musical career. I've been rapping for about seven years. And in the very beginning, I was very punchline driven. I was very uh, kind of stereotypical, prototypical, mainstream, talking about, you know, cars I never drove clothes I never had, you know, right. things like that. But I was still very lyrical. Fast forward a couple of years, came into contact with some conscious hip-hop artists, mm. guys like Immortal Technique, a guy named Cannabis, Razzcast, these guys that put such wonderful, such 
and everything from science to geopolitics to spirituality inside of their rhymes embedded onto these dope beats. And it just totally changed my life. You know, not only did I grow academically, grow as a human being, but I also, I wanted to do what they were doing. You know, I wanted to become a rapper and then say what they were saying. So like these guys, I was very political. I was very uh, outspoken, sensational. But, you know, fast forward to maybe a year ago, I came into contact with some other very profound writers, you know, like the Buddha, the the Wayne Dyers, the Krishna, the Lao Tzu's, and a lot of these guys that had amazing punchlines, just like the other rappers <laughs> did. They really touched my heart. And I'm like, wow, these guys are simplifying the message in a way that totally has transformed me and made me a lot more peaceful. So I just wanted to share that with others. And the delivery method that I was using, the rap, the spoken word, I just implanted that, and mm-hmm. uh, it was it's just an easy form of communication, and I've had a lot of success with it. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Indeed, yeah. I mean, again, numbers don't lie. Yeah. You know, results speak for themselves. But what's so impressive about you, and we've, you know, had a couple conversations, and, you know, it's the fact that you really understand that if this kind of explosion were to happen a few years ago, mm-hmm. as you told me, yeah. the course would have been a lot different, yeah. how you responded to things. And mm-hmm. we both kind of have this same agreement that, you know, life really qualifies you. You know, life qualifies you to be able to handle the things that you're faced with. Mm-hmm. You know, so oftentimes people get caught up in this idea, you know, when they hit with maybe a negative situation and they're asking, why me? Mm-hmm. You know, why me? What do you say to somebody like that? Mm-hmm. It's an old saying, you know, they say life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. You know, we all have the responsibility to take the messages. I believe we live in a psychophysical world. You know, the world is largely how we see it, how we view it. It's thought, right? You know, our perspectives, our past is constantly influencing the present, how we're seeing things today. And uh, if we change the way we look at things, the things in themselves that we look at will change. Mm -hmm. The power is within us. And that's what I tell people. You know, I just want to show people the the potential that might be buried deep inside of them. But it was always there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wrote about this a few years ago. It actually is probably seven years ago now in my first book. And just having this understanding, this kind of epiphany that the billions of people on the planet, no two people see things the same way. Mm -hmm. Every single person has a unique perspective that's colored with their own unique experience. Like we have these invisible shades on. It's kind of like a kaleidoscope, the Mm -hmm. way that we see things. That's totally different from the next person, you know. So the example I give is you know, say we're both standing there on the corner Mm -hmm. and we see this old, like beat up 1969 Mustang Mm -hmm. pull up. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're like, you know, that's like an eyesore right there. That's not looking too good. Mm -hmm. And you maybe are feeling a bit annoyed and you walk away from the situation feeling annoyed. And I might be like a a car buff and I'm just like, man, that's a thing of beauty. And I'm inspired, Mm -hmm. you know, we see the same exact thing, two totally different perspectives. Mm -hmm. And the energy that we generate from that is totally different, mm-hmm. you know, and this is going on all the time, you know, so it's so powerful to understand that it's really based on your perception. Mm-hmm. And here's the great news that you have the power to change that. Mm-hmm. You can change your perception like that, mm-hmm. you know. And so on that note, are there any practices that you have yourself or any insights that you can share as to possibly helping people to change their perspective? Mm. You know, meditation is big for me. I don't necessarily get into the lotus posture for 80 minutes, you know, eight times a day. But what I do is I'm constantly in the present moment and I'm constantly aware that I'm in my body. You know, I do walking meditations a lot. 
Thich Nhat Hanh is a good name for people to look up. He uh, advocates walking meditation to kiss the earth with every step. You know, that loving and kindness, it just feels so good, you know, when you're in the present moment and you're not thinking about the future, you're not thinking about the past, you know, only concerned with the now because the now is really all there is, all there ever is. Nobody has ever experienced the future. Yeah. We only experienced it now, you know. What about Michael J. Fox? <laughs> <laughs> you know, did you see the uh, the meme on Facebook with Michael J. Fox? Because he went back to the future to today, 2015. And the clothes were different. They were like, oh, this is what we were supposed to look oh, like. Man, let me tell you, my <laughs> son, my son and <laughs> so his cool. cousin were over at our house, and they're mm-hmm. trying to find a way to order these shoes from Back to the Future that they were wearing mm. in the future. Mm. Like, they came out, like, this week or something. It's just like, really? Mm. And somebody <laughs> sent me a link recently, our amazing transcriptionist, who's probably, like, as I'm saying this, she's like, what? You talking, You're talking about, about me? me? right? A link mm. to the hoverboard. Mm. So there was, like, this hoax video, yeah. but then there's a I real one yeah, with yeah, Tony yeah. Hawk, and it's, yeah. it's hovering maybe, like, a <laughs> centimeter off the ground, yeah. but it's hovering. It's yeah. hovering. And it's so powerful. And, and then, of course, with YouTube, you see the huge distinction in, in the comments like yeah. somebody's like you know this is stupid why would I yeah. mean it's not even <laughs> do you know it's not doing this and then somebody else is like why look at the negative mm-hmm. aspect do you think about the engineering and the technology nice. and the insight that came into creating this this entity That's right. but you know YouTube can be a whole different thing where people you know show up to express maybe their closet personality mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. this is something I want to talk about man yeah. so yeah you're wild um, out you there. did a great piece about haters several mm-hmm. you know great piece so let's talk a little bit about that you know <laughs> because a lot of people in their own lives even if they're not you know a quote celebrity mm-hmm. they're the star in their own life they're this starring actor but they might often not understand they think that they're a supporting actor mm-hmm. so first of all I want people to step up and be the star in your own movie mm-hmm. second of all when the star is getting some haterade, you know, thrown at them, people guzzling haterade and talking to them, how should people approach dealing with haters? Mm. And share a little bit about the piece if folks hadn't seen it, kind of set up what we were talking about. Well, I don't remember the piece. I, I forget about the video. Yeah, you do, do a lot of work. I think it, the point I'm about to make is what I said in the video. And the, I think the best armor is really compassion. When you begin to look at a hater compassionately, they're not right. even a hater anymore. Yes. They're just a person with some type of internal turmoil. And a lot of times the problem isn't even you. It's something else, you know. Right. Absolutely. Um, for me, I like to put myself in people's shoes a lot. You know, what would make me write an angry comment? Mm. I got to be upset about the world, upset about my yeah. life to do that, you yeah. know. So when you really step back and put yourself in their shoes, it allows you to have a, a peace of mind and a freedom so that you're not as affected by the haters. Because... Tell you what, man, like if you're successful, if you got millions of hits, you're going to get racist comments. Like I've heard it all. I've seen it all. At this point, I think I've developed a thick enough skin where it doesn't affect me. But I still have to come back to that compassion um, strategy, you know, because, I mean, people write some hurtful stuff. You know, the the cyber bullying is, is an issue today. So, man, what you just said is so valuable and so insightful. The reason I want to bring this up is, you know, for some people, they might think that haters aren't an issue with their life because it's a label, right? But a lot of individuals are not doing things that they're passionate about mm. with their life because they're worried about what other people are going to say, mm-hmm. what other people are going to think, you know? So that hater could be the person who loves them the most. It could be their mom mm. saying that, you know, you need to get a safe job, mm-hmm. which there's no such thing anymore. <laughs> you need to, you know, go to school and get this degree. Maybe they're really passionate about music. They're really passionate about dancing. They're really passionate about teaching, you know, whatever the case may be, and just understanding that to really free yourself from 
that worry, that concern about the quote hater is addressing how you respond to it, mm-hmm. which compassion is so powerful. Compassion is a practice in my experience, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of times when people hear that, they might think it's like uh, sympathy, you know, where sympathy is like, I feel how you feel. It can be a pretty low energy because you're right there in the thick of things with someone, which is great for some aspects. Mm-hmm. But to rise above that, another couple of levels is compassion where it's, I understand how you feel, mm-hmm. but I don't feel that way. Exactly. And so you're not debilitated. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, how can I serve? Mm-hmm. Now I can do something with that, you know? So. Yeah. So powerful to bring mm-hmm. that up and to practice compassion and to really, like you just said, to put yourself in the other person's position. I've had this happen so many times, man. Actually, it's really interesting uh, because some people have messaged me and asked me about this. You know, mm-hmm. how do I deal with it? I honestly don't see that that much, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's a part of my character, you know, where not really confrontational energy. It doesn't really get thrown my way. Mm-hmm. But every now and then I'll get an email of somebody just like ranting about how I should have said this about this cancer study. Mm-hmm. Why am I so focused on GMOs? What about this, this, this and this? When I've actually got another show talking about that, yeah. which, you know, just click the link. Yeah. But, you know, ah, it's but just... you answered it just then. But I understood, of course, <laughs> but I understood that, you know what? This person is probably having a tough day. Mm. You know, this individual is probably frustrated because he cares mm. to even talk about this and that there's some other issue that can help. He cares. And so I respond in that way. Mm. You know, I, I see that you care. And I respect you for that so much, even though you just called me whatever, you know, I'm a GMO or whatever, you know, but Mm -hmm. understanding when I get that kind of response, it's like, okay, this person cares. This person is a sentient being who has value. Let me point it back to him and say, you know, I understand. I see you because oftentimes it's what people really want. They just want to feel like they've been seen, that they've been heard. And coming back in that response and then talking a little bit about my perspective, just a little bit so that we can, maybe you can see where I'm coming from. The messages I get back is just immediately like, I'm so sorry. Mm. I was having a bad day. I have been up all night. My grandmother is in the hospital. You know, it's just like, I could have came on the attack, on the defense Mm -hmm. if I even wanted to reply at all. Because a lot of times, you know how it is, once the, the volume kind of outreaches your bandwidth, you can't even reply to this stuff. So you just pass it right off. But I felt, if you're paying attention, if you're compassionate enough, I felt like I needed to reply to this. Mm. And it might have made a transformation in somebody's life. Mm. You know, just taking the time to do that. Nice. So one of the things I mentioned there briefly was labels. Yeah. You got some interesting perspective about labels. Let's talk a little bit about that. Ah, names. You know, we name everything. And I honestly think labels are when you divest all of the complexities of discord Amongst humans, I think it comes down to labels, you know, black, white. I'm here, you're there. I'm this, you're that. Anytime you have a name, anytime you have a label, you have an inherent division. And the division inherently causes conflict. And the conflict will inevitably cause wars. Mm. That's it. You know, it's the names. It's the things that we call ourselves. There's an old saying, everybody is fighting over what is untrue because what is true is indisputable. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that what we really are is none of these labels. What we are is unnameable. It's peace. And once only until we see that within ourselves can we see that in other human beings, mm-hmm. other beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. also. Other beings all together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I shared this with you before when we talked about my mother-in-law, Jade. Uh, Love, sir. Yeah. <laughs> my mother-in-love, as mm-hmm. some people say. Mm-hmm. But this woman is just, you know, beyond words what she's gone through herself and just developing her character to even 
influence a person like me who's very strong in my intention and my view and my perspective. But she influenced me. First, I want to give a shout out to the women dealing with hard-headed men, you know, because we have a tendency to think we know everything. I yeah. so and, appreciate And that. we have a tendency to not really like to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. I don't think she knew this consciously, but her approach with me was really no approach, just mm-hmm. being herself, being around me mm-hmm. and asking questions instead of telling me what to do, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. one of the things that she said to me, and why I'm even bringing this whole thing up is, um, She's the first person I heard say this is that when you label me, you negate me. Mm -hmm. When you label me, you negate me. Mm. So as soon as you slap a label onto somebody, you're putting them into a box. Mm. And it's very difficult for you to see outside of that box, Mm -hmm. you know. And what we talked about here in the show before is that we oftentimes label ourselves by what we don't do. You know, so as soon as you label yourself as a vegetarian, Mm -hmm. I'm labeling myself by something I don't Mm -hmm. do. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we immediately have this negative connotation and this pushback in life against people who do that thing. Mm -hmm. Immediately, there's a line drawn in the sand Mm -hmm. and that can be helpful in some areas of growth. But at some point, it's going to cause frustration. It's Mm going to cause a battle Mm -hmm. for sure. And that's the full scope, the full gamut of labels, whether they're positive or negative. You can certainly relate to this when you talk about something negative or something uh, definitive like I am a such and such or so and so. But a great example came from Ava DuVernay, who was the director of the movie Selma, Mm -hmm. who said that she began her journey by just telling the story she wanted to tell in any means, any medium that she wanted to. And then it all manifested from there. So not just a director, which would be a positive label. I directed a major motion picture with a major studio and a major budget with major actors. But even that, she says, I don't want that. Mm. I don't want to be the first person, first African-American female to have been elected to this position. I want to create and however that manifests, because then I I keep it open to what I may become. Right. Nah. Wow. Beautiful. I, yeah, I mean, when you uh, define yourself, you confine yourself inevitably. Raven Simone, you remember the the she interview? Did. Where oh, she, she got pushed back even on that. I, you know, she, talk about she it. Said, uh, <laughs> what did she say? I don't want to be labeled African American, just American. I, I say, why any, don't even, any, yeah. any label? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, what were we before we were told what we were? You know, what mm-hmm. were we before the labels? You know, I might hurt a lot of people, but I didn't come out of the womb saying, hey, I'm black. I was told that I was black. Mm-hmm. You know, I was told these things. It's a part of me, but it's not me. How silly would it be to define me by a part of me, to, to define my totality by a right. single part? You know, when I get into my car, I'm not my car. When I go into this body and move it around, I'm not my body. It's my body. It's my my body. You know, it's it's part of me, but it's not me. Who is? I think that's the biggest question a human being can ask themselves right. is, who am I? Mm-hmm. Who am I? You know, beyond all the like, who are you before? Your, your mother, your, the, the media, the school told you what you were. Yeah. Figure that out through meditation. You can't even right. name it. You know, it's unnameable, but you can't know it, but you can be it. Mm-hmm. That's it. I love it, man. You know, this reminds me again of my mother-in-law. When she actually, in Kenya, went to the Maharishi school for meditation so this is like 30 whatever years so she's been decades in the game and just working on herself her inner world and so she taught a meditation class and my wife attended it and so my wife had been meditation she was like two (laughs) my son meditates my three-year-old but anyway so when my wife went to a a more recent so this is maybe maybe nine years ago Mm -hmm. a meditation class she was like 
me and her, we, you know, we're just getting together. You know, we don't know about like, it's kind of weird. I'm going to do some meditation. I have no concept <laughs> of what that is. <laughs> she had the audacity to call me. She was like, I know you might think this is weird, but you have to do this. Mm. And so I said, okay. You know, because I liked her a lot. Well, okay. You know, <laughs> right. and it wasn't even a Try big deal, right? Close. So, but I was really interested in growing myself, and mm. she knew that about me. Mm. And I saw this as a means to help to make that happen. So, she had this meditation class, and the first question she asked when we're all sitting around and the you know the students is, "Who are you?" Mm. And so we're going around the room, and everybody's literally just defining themselves. Mm. And I know she's thinking in her head like. Silly humans. <laughs> and we're like, we're literally saying, you know, I'm a father, I'm a teacher, I'm Honorable this, I'm that. Stuff. Right. Yeah. But kind of missing the point. Mm. And it got around to this kid, you know, he's maybe 10 years old. And he had the probably the most profound answer, which mm. is, you know, um, close enough, which is he's like, I'm me. Mm. And that was it. Mm. You know, and just mm. like, what? Mm. You know, wow. like, He's so deep. Right. <laughs> From the <laughs> because, mouths of you know, babes. <laughs> well, what we were doing was, again, separating ourselves from yeah. our potential by boxing ourselves in. Mm. So it's just, this is not about, it, it's great for communication, mm -hmm. but we need to free ourselves mentally yeah. to expand our capacity. Yeah, it's yeah. our attachments to the labels, you know. I think that all of the labels, their ideas of who we are, they're not who we are. We've confused the idea of who we are with who we actually are, right. you know, and it's it's a book uh, actually the ten year old kind of he might have read it or something, but it's it's called I Am, you know, it's by a guy named uh, Ramana Maharshi, and uh, I Am that's it, you know, it's another book named by a guy named Papaji, The mm -hmm. Truth Is, you know, a lot of people are expecting the truth is what mm -hmm. right. the truth is it just mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. yeah it is I guess one of the things I would want to know from you is you talked about kissing the earth with your feet when we were talking. So we do have to live in this earth and be uh, in and around other earthlings as they may be defined themselves. Mm. How do you navigate that knowing with the knowledge you have? And Sean, you can answer this too because you deal with it every day now that you've come into greater consciousness. It becomes much easier. The Buddha, when he was asked, what happened when you got enlightened? He said, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you chop wood the exact same way, but you do it in a, with a, a presence. And I think that's what these understandings and these realizations have given me more presence, the ability to step back from society, to deconstruct a lot of the norms and the, the labels that have been put onto me and to live, you know, I think spirituality, I don't think spirituality is just metaphysical, airy concept. I just think it's seeing what is. It's seeing the, the truth. And the truth is, if you wake up and, you know, you, you got to go to school and you wake your sister up because she's got to go to school and she's upset, you feel bad about it. And then you realize, hey, she was coughing last night. Maybe she's sick. That compassion that we were just talking about. I mean, this is seeing what is. This is compassion. Compassion is seeing what it is, is spirituality. So, right. yeah. Wow. That. Yeah. It really goes back for me to being in that room that first day with my mother-in-law, my mother-in-love, and she needs to listen to this episode. She's going to love this episode. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say, I'm going to send this special Something also powerful because she's dealing with a man again, you yeah. know, in my man brain. <laughs> it was very helpful for me to know the benefit that I was getting 
from meditation. Mm. And she went through that first in some of the science, you know, and some of the things that, again, we're using our modern technology to identify what our ancestors already knew, Mm. you know, and the power that emanates, you know, we can actually read the electromagnetic energy radiating from our brains, you know, like expands beyond our our actual solid head, right? Mm -hmm. A few Mm -hmm. feet. But the power, the energy emanating from our hearts is Mm. like 50% bigger. You know, it's like so much bigger. We talked about this mm-hmm. Heart Math Institute. And we'll put in the show notes, Heart Math Institute. Mm. They have a device called a magnetoencephalogram that actually measures the energy field radiating from the human heart. You can see wow. it, wow. you know, but we can only see with a certain spectrum, like we operate mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. human plane, you know, and understand that there's a lot more there. Mm. There's a lot more texture, a lot more context. Mm. So with her dealing with a man and, and getting to my man brain, I'm like, I'm in. But the thing is, once you do it, once you get in, mm. You do the practice. Mm. It changes you. Mm-hmm. And I knew as soon as he started talking, like he is it. You don't need to do meditation. It starts to become you. It starts to become your life. Mm-hmm. And this is why, so for me personally, just to share this, I don't know if I've shared this before, but the meditation that she taught me was um, for the Anahata Chakra, right? So this is like the heart meditation. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, which I didn't know, I'm a heart-based individual, mm-hmm. you know, I thought I was definitely like a smart guy in the head. No, this is what changed because we went through meditation for all the different chakras. And again, this was kind of strange to me, but there's a lot of scientific documentation on the effectiveness in this stuff. And even the Ayurvedic system and looking at the chakras, this lined up with certain glands of the bodies. Like, how did they know this? Mm -hmm. Right. So doing this particular meditation to basically open the heart, I mean, it transformed me because my heart had been kind of closed off over the years of just experiencing the life that I have Mm. and losing connection with me. And so when that connection happened, I fell in love, Mm. you know? And so this meditation practice created this space in me that I was no longer in constant reaction. Mm. You know, I was now in response Mm. to life, you know? So (laughs) response, so responsibility, it's your ability to respond, right? And so that became my modus operandi in life and it was all because of doing the practice. Mm. And then it becomes who you are. Mm. Great. You know, I wanted us to go back and talk about deconstructing the norms. Now, okay. you have a wonderful piece that's really taken off, of course, on YouTube as well, which is funny that we're on YouTube listening to this about mm. getting off of YouTube and the other social media. Mm. Go into that some more mm. because you use this as a tool. Mm. But then you're saying, hey, push back from it, pull back mm. from it. For yeah. some very compelling reasons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the piece is called Can We Autocorrect Humanity? I love uh, that. <laughs> I released it late last year. It blew up, got like 10 million views on YouTube and 50 on Facebook, some crazy number like that. And essentially, I'm talking about how we should stay consumers and not be consumed by the technology that we use. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have personal experience with, you know, going into places, being on my cell phone to not be contacted by other humans around. I'm like, what am I really doing? And mm-hmm. you know, it, that inspired me to really write the piece. There was a an experience that made you um, realize it resonated with just, you? Just overall, you know, it's, I think, and it's it's relatable. I touch on things that are relatable and try to help people en masse. So the piece was really about presence at the end of the day. It wasn't about, you know, assassinating Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> right. or right. Mm-hmm. throwing your cell phone out the window. It was about being in the present moment because, you know, honestly, you don't need a cell phone to distract you. If you're having a conversation with somebody and your mind is in the past or the future, right. then that's enough distraction. You know, so 
I was just saying that the human interaction, we got to bring our, our minds back to our bodies and engage because it is beautiful, you know. Right. Why do you think it took hold of so many? It's so pervasive. I mean, we all can relate to it. We all yeah. can go out to a, a restaurant and see a couple and one partner might be on his cell phone while the other might be eating. Or It's just so, it's everywhere. It mm-hmm. permeates the culture, you know, because technology is shoved down our our throats, you know. I mean, it's it's something new out every couple months. So mm-hmm. we don't seem to mind plugging up to that yeah. that fire hose of it and taking it all in. Yeah. Now you did it lyrically, mm-hmm. so even if we never saw the video, it was powerful mm-hmm. imagery. But then you really captured that in the video. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I, I like creating audio visual pieces. You mm-hmm. know, you were just talking about uh, being holistic, and that's it. I mean, we we are all of these things. You know, I mean, I, I think some people. Uh, interpret things auditorily, some people visually, kinesthetically. I can't capture the touch through a screen, but, you know, I might be able to get close. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, that's what I do. I create content that potentially galvanizes people to make positive change within themselves. And right. that video, I was very blessed. I, like, Pitbull uh, tweeted about it. Osborne's mm-hmm. uh, I was on the Queen Latifah show. It just totally yeah. took off. And, yeah. uh, powerful. Very, nice. very powerful. So what That's we, in the show notes, right? What we're blending, of course. <laughs> what we're blending together really is the ancient old brand new. Yeah. You know, and not <clears throat> trying to go back in time to mm-hmm. when we didn't have these things because right. this it is, it is, you know. And it's cultivating a positive relationship with this stuff. But more so having a positive relationship with you, mm-hmm. you know. And it's so powerful to see when you see two people connect, you know, when it's actually, because that, I really feel that's the, an innate driving force for us. We want to be seen. We want to feel like we're significant. Mm-hmm. And when you can actually be there and truly make somebody feel significant, mm-hmm. it's powerful. Mm-hmm. It's, it's transformational. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult to do if our head's always down in the phone. Yeah. Not that I don't love my iPhone. I love this iPhone. Yeah. You know, it's great. <laughs> but at the same time, it has its place. We have a understanding, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and so there's certain practices that we have, and I just thought I'd share this with everybody. It's like, how can you do this in a family structure? One of the things that we do is we have this no technology time between six and nine. Okay. So it's like family time, mm-hmm. you know? And so unless it's, of course, you know, if it's an emergency situation, we need to handle something, it's all good. But mm-hmm. generally we shut the phones down because I've got a 14 year old son too. Mm-hmm. He's got a cell phone. It's easy to get into the Instagram world, mm-hmm. but that's what we do. We shut that down. We have dinner together mm-hmm. and at dinner, we all go around, and my three-year-old, he starts it. Every time we sit down, he's like, who wants to go first? And we sit around, and we all give three things that we're thankful for mm-hmm. on that day. You know, so I'm thankful for uh, having this opportunity to talk with you today. You know, yes. so that might be one of my three things. You I'm going to share that tonight, be. yeah. But so it's just a great practice to have to reconnect mm. and to see Man, so it really gets me with my 14-year-old, mm. with my son. You know, because, you know, you're in that stage where... You know, just innately feeling that, you know, things are changing in your life, your perspective. Mm. You want to be more on your own, but at the same time, you still need your family. Mm. You know, so I can see him going through this growth and this change. But and what oftentimes happens is teenagers will shut down. Mm -hmm. But to see him open up in those moments and it carries over for the rest of the night. Mm. So powerful. Yeah, it does. So I want to share that. But we're on the Model Health Show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to talk about the health and fitness, mm-hmm. you know, because people see your videos, man. They see you work out a little bit, hit the gym. Every now and then. Got so, some guns he's carrying. <laughs> <laughs> you got license for that, bro. Right. <laughs> you know? So what do you feel about that, man? How, what's your perspective about kind of nurturing the body temple yeah. uh, exercise? What do you yeah. think about that? You only get one. 
You only get take care of it. I think it's simple. You know, I mean, it's so many new things coming out every day about what to eat. And then six months later, that's not what you want to eat, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I think keeping it basic, you know, keeping things organic, keeping things whole foods, you know, counting your calories, knowing exactly what you're putting into your body. And exercise is very important. You know, I think staying active, physically active is something that I, I do. I try to work out four to five times a week myself. I was really into like bodybuilding. Now I'm getting more into the application, the the power lifting type of stuff. So changing it up. Yeah. Healthy body, healthy mind. I mean, Mm -hmm. what else is there? Uh, If we want to be there for our families, makes sense to take care of our bodies. You know, these are vehicles. We got to clean it. We got to change the oil and, you know, keep it up. So powerful, man. That's Mm -hmm. where we actually first got connected was uh, Selena's event. Mm -hmm. And it was a health event. So it's like you go out and even Get yourself around that type of information, mm-hmm. you know. So, what's the name of that event? Do you remember? It was a couple of them. I think that one was hot, healthy, and rich. Rich, hot, sure, and healthy. Rich, yeah. Healthy. <laughs> yeah, rich, hot, and healthy. That was it. Yep. Yeah. 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 And so he was there in attendance, okay. you know. And I mean, I went through the whole spectrum that day. I think we talked about uh, the importance of sleep. This is prior to sleep smarter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we we touched yeah. on that. But more so, we really focused on that food is not just food, it's information, Mm. you know, and just giving people a different perspective about being able to really change the landscape of their internal environment with the food they're eating, Mm. you know, and actually having some dominion over that. Because oftentimes, it's like an autopilot. I know you probably grew up like I did. It's Mm -hmm. just like, we just eat, you know, not understanding. We have the opportunity to kind of create our own portrait, mm. you know, with our bodies. Mm. I love that. So you would say when we first started doing radio together that every bite you take is a brush stroke to the body mm. that you wow. are trying to have. I said that. You did. <laughs> That's good. I captured That's that. beautiful. Wow. Yeah, I captured that. I played it like 20 times. Amazing, amazing. Wow. So we've really heard it here, mm. you yeah. know, that it's the whole thing, mm-hmm. you know, body, mind, and spirit, you know, cultivating these things. And one of the last things I want to ask you about is today, mm-hmm. what is something that people can apply to their lives to bring them a greater balance in the body, mind and spirit? You already mentioned meditation. So mm-hmm. would that be that one thing that people could do or is there anything else that people can go today and do to get them closer to that presence that you experience mm-hmm. on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think meditation would be the big one. I also think Watching your thoughts is big because the entire world is created from thought, but our thoughts are not us. A lot of times we have a lot of negative thoughts in our minds and judgments. And I went to an event by a wonderful lady named Byron Katie, and her system is called The Work. Right. And I did a video, uh, used her model, and it was how to defeat stress in 60 seconds. We all face stress. I love that one. Yeah. And it's, it's, really, <laughs> it's, it's really, I mean, and stress is a buildup of thoughts. It's unregistered thoughts that we've been stressed out, but we just keep it inside. And there's too many books on the shelf, and then eventually the shelf collapses in. That's a mental breakdown. Mm. So we have to learn how to take the books off and let go of the things that happen to us. But her system is, you know, you ask yourself, is that thought true? When you have a thought, a negative thought of judgment, is that thought true? And then the number two is, are you 100% sure that thought? thought is true because a lot of the time our thoughts are not true and number three is what will we be without these thoughts and the easy answer to that is we will be free we will be at peace you know thoughts are everything you know and and I think spirituality is really about taking responsibility for our thoughts you know we've never judged another individual we've judged an image that we perceived of that individual that's not who that person is that's an image that we have of that person that's right so that's I think that the technique is just getting behind your thoughts 
Love it, man. Me Thank too. you for sharing that. And so basically do the work. Do, do, do the, the work. work. Do the work. Just apply it. You know, uh, be aware of your thoughts today. Absolutely. And take yourself through that three-step process. It's yes. so powerful, man. Yes. So in closing, I'd like to ask my guests, you know, what's the model mm. that you are here to set with your life? What's the example that you're here to set with the life that you're living right now? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's a big burden right there. You know, I, I just, all I want to do is, is be the truest version of myself, the best version of myself. I don't know what's going to happen in 10 years from now. I don't want to know what's going to happen five minutes from now, but I just want to live at peace. I want to spread love and compassion and kindness to people that I meet, you know. That's a model right there, man. That's the, that's the Whether you want it to be or not, yeah. man, it is. Yeah. It is. That's it. What did Barkley say? I didn't ask to be a role model. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful, man. Well, yeah. uh, thank you so much for coming on, man. Thank it's been you a for true pleasure. Me. Can you let people know where they can get connected with you? Absolutely. Just Google Prince EA, youtube.com slash Prince EA. Keep it simple to those two, and you should be able to find my content there. Enjoy. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you got a lot of value out of this. And again, the real work, the work is having the audacity to care for yourself, body, mind, and spirit. Mm. Because even if you don't use the word spirit or spiritual, that's all that's really going on. It's the only game in town. Mm. You know, when we really boil everything down, there's something inhabiting that body of yours mm. that's looking through those eyes. There's something that's constantly having this energy and these thoughts crossing its screen mm. and there's something watching that and it's starting to pay more attention to who's listening to that voice in your head all the mm. time mm. who's actually listening to that voice there's a presence there and that's who you really are mm. and once you get more identified with that you can start to put better movies up on that screen mm. you know and this can start to change your story and you can mm. step into being that starring actor in your own movie all right, before we go, let's check out the smash hit, Can We Autocorrect Humanity? Take a listen. Did you know the average person spends four years of his life looking down at his cell phone? Kind of ironic, ain't it? How these touch screens can make us lose touch. But it's no wonder in a world filled with iMacs, iPads, and iPhones, so many eyes, so many selfies, not enough us's and we's, see? Technology has made us more selfish and separate than ever Cause while it claims to connect us Connection has gotten no better And let me express first Mr. Zuckerberg Not to be rude but You should reclassify Facebook to what it is An anti-social network Cause while we may have big friend lists So many of us are friendless all alone Cause friendships are more broken than the screens on our very phones We sit at home on our computers Measuring self-worth by numbers of followers and likes Ignoring those who actually love us It seems we'd rather write an angry post And talk to someone who might actually hug us Am I bugging? You tell me cause I asked a friend the other day Let's meet up face to face they said, all right, what time you wanna Skype? I responded with OMG, SRS, and then a bunch of SMHs and realized, what about me? Do I not have the patience to have conversation without abbreviation? This is the generation of media overstimulation. Chats have been reduced to snaps. The news is 140 characters. Videos are six seconds at high speed. And you wonder why ADD is on the rise faster than 4G LTE, but Get a load of this, 
Studies show the attention span of the average adult today is one second lower than that of a goldfish. So if you're one of the few people or aquatic animals that have yet to click off or close this video, congratulations. Let me finish by saying you do have a choice, yes. But this one, my friends, we cannot autocorrect. We must do it ourselves. Take control or be controlled, make a decision, me? No longer do I wanna spoil a precious moment by recording it with a phone. I'm just gonna keep them. I don't wanna take a picture of all my meals anymore. I'm just gonna eat them. I don't want the new app, the new software, or the new update. And if I wanna post an old photo, who says I have to wait until Thursday? I'm so tired of performing in the pageantry of vanity and conforming to this accepted form of digital insanity. Call me crazy, but I imagine a world where we smile when we have low batteries. Cause that'll mean we'll be one bar closer to humanity. So, again, thank you so much for tuning in to the Model Health Show. I appreciate you so much. Take care, and I'll talk with you soon. And make sure for more after the show, you head over to TheSeanStevensonModel.com. That's where you can find the show notes. And if you got any questions or comments, make sure to let me know. And please head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and let everybody know that our show is awesome and you're loving it. And I read all the comments, so please leave me a comment there. And take care, everybody. Promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help transform your life. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening.